Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 20th of October. India recorded over 14,000 cases of COVID-19 and 197 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 3 crore 41 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4 lakh 50,000. As per the Union Health Ministry, the active COVID-19 cases account just 0.25% of the overall tally in India. Over 99 crore COVID vaccine doses have been administered so far, of which over 41 lakh doses were given in the last 24 hours. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 24 crore people so far, claiming the lives of over 49 lakh. The UK recorded its highest COVID-linked deaths with 223 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total death toll in the country stands at over 1,38,000. Before I move on, listeners, I'd like to recommend to you my colleague Akansha Kumar's latest report on Newslaundry.com. It is the second part in the ongoing series on the case against journalist Siddiqui Kappan. He was arrested on October 5 last year while on his way to Hathras to report on the gang rape and death of a Dalit woman. He was booked under the stringent anti-terror law, the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, and charges of sedition, and has been in jail ever since. Akanksha had detailed conversations with defence lawyer Madhuvan Dutt Chaturvedi, who has examined the 5,000-page chart sheet filed against Kappan by the UP police. The police have submitted pages of WhatsApp chats between Kappan and members of the Islamist organisation People's Front of India as evidence against him to prove that he had links with the organisation. Despite being admissible in court, can WhatsApp chats solely be used to prove a charge? Do the purported conversations actually prove anything against the journalist, let alone the police's allegation that he was trying to incite violence after the Hathras incident? Do read Akansha's report on newslaundry.com to find out. It is titled, UP Police Thinks, Links, WhatsApp Chats Are Enough to Prove Siddiqui Kappan Was Conspiring with PFI. The Supreme Court said today that the Uttar Pradesh government must dispel the impression that it's dragging its feet in the investigation related to the Lakhimpur Kheri violence. The bench headed by the Chief Justice of India, N.V. Ramana, was hearing a PIL based on letters sent by two lawyers from UP seeking a CBI probe into the incident of violence. Eight people were killed in Lakhimpur Kheri on October 3 during the protest against the three farm laws. Four farmers, two BJP workers, a journalist and a driver lost their lives in the incident. Ramana said, and I quote, We waited till 1am last night for any filing, but we received nothing, unquote. The Chief Justice was referring to a status report of the investigation which the Uttar Pradesh government was supposed to file before today's hearing but only submitted it this morning. The court also pulled up the state government for only taking the statements of four out of 44 witnesses before the judicial magistrate till now. The bench also asked why the prosecution had not sought police custody of six out of the ten accused persons who are in judicial custody. The court also asked for the protection of vulnerable witnesses so that they aren't quote-unquote browbeaten. Advocate Harish Salve, representing the state government, said that the delay in recording the statements of witnesses occurred because the courts were closed for the Shara holidays. He sought more time for the same, after which the court posted the matter for hearing on October 26. In the previous hearing on October 8, the Apex Court had expressed that it was not satisfied with the steps taken by the Uttar Pradesh government in the investigation. The court had asked the state government what kind of a message it was sending across by not arresting the union minister's son, Ashish Mishra, despite the charges invoked against him. It had asked, and I quote, 
in normal circumstances if a 302 case is registered what will the police do go and arrest the accused unquote since then mishra and 10 others have been arrested in the case the court had asked the state to ensure that the evidence in the case is protected till another agency takes over the investigation meanwhile the uttar pradesh police's special investigation team today released photographs of six suspects in the lakhimpur kheri case In the set photographs the individuals were seen standing near a car that was set ablaze during the violence the indian express quoted an officer involved in the investigation as saying that the police have released four cell phone numbers on which people can call and give information related to the suspects in the photograph including their names and addresses two firs have been filed in the lakhimpur kheri incident so far one in connection with the death of two bjp workers and a driver and the other in connection with the deaths of the farmers The SIT had earlier recorded statements of seven people present at the site of the violence. On Saturday, notices were sent to 37 people in order to record their statements, out of which 15 have been presented in the last two days. A court in Mumbai today denied bail to actor Shahrukh Khan's son Aryan Khan, arrested in connection with the NCB drugs case. Two others arrested in relation with the case, Arbaz Merchant and Munmun Dhamecha, were also denied bail. Khan is one of the 8 people arrested by the Narcotics Control Bureau on October 3 after it raided a party on a cruise ship off the coast of Mumbai. While drugs in intermediate quantities were seized in the raid, no drugs were found in Aryan Khan's possession. His counsel Amit Desai said today that they do not know why the bail application was rejected. Initially, Aryan was remanded to NCB custody, but on October 7 was sent to judicial custody for 14 days. The magistrate's court on October 14 reserved its order on Khan's bail till today. On that date, NCB had told the court that Aryan Khan had routinely consumed drugs in the past. The agency had opposed Khan's bail petition and contested his argument that no drugs were found on him. The additional solicitor general representing the NCB had cited WhatsApp chats to say that drugs seized from Arbaz Merchant were meant for Aryan Khan's consumption as well. Khan's lawyer meanwhile had argued that granting bail would not negatively affect the investigation in the case adding that Khan's phone was not given to the agency voluntarily but was seized without the required memo for doing so listeners on October 3 two news events coincided with one another the NCB drug case where drugs were seized but in intermediate quantities and the Lakhimpur Kheri violence which killed eight people Which one do you think a large section of the TV news media prioritized? The answer while unfortunate is obvious. Nashe ke samandar mein abhineta ka beta, Beat Samandar Drugs ka bhavandar. These were the sort of headlines on some of the TV news channels which decided to deploy a larger proportion of their time and resources to the NCB case giving minute to minute updates on it. On the other hand some of them gave minimal coverage to the Lakhimpur incident on October 3 while others like Republic World managed to completely black it out on the day it happened to know more about how the channel spent their time read my report on newslaundry.com titled Aryan Khan versus Lakhimpur Kheri guess what made the news meanwhile here at news laundry our reporters Shivangi and Nidhi reached Lakhimpur Kheri and were there for a week In a series of detailed ground reports they pieced together what happened on October 3. You can read their reports on newslaundry.com filed under the section Lakhimpur Kheri violence. And now 
that you might have seen for yourself the difference between facts from the ground and high decibel commentary from news studios, the choice is yours. If you prefer the first kind of news, then support our journalism because we cannot go on without our subscribers who pay to keep our independent and 100% ad-free journalism alive. Become a subscriber today. Head on to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. The death toll in Uttarakhand due to rain-related incidents rose to 46 in the last 24 hours. 28 deaths were reported from Nenital alone, while 11 people are still missing. Four days of torrential rains have resulted in multiple landslides and damage to life and property. Rescue and relief operations are being carried out by 15 teams of the National Disaster Response Force. The teams had rescued more than 300 people from the flood-hit areas till yesterday. The Hindustan Times reported today that 55 tourists from Chhattisgarh remain stranded in Nenital after a landslide. The Nenital-Kaladungi road, blocked yesterday after heavy rains, has now been reopened. NDTV reported that Ranikhet and Almora areas had been cut off from the plains owing to the rain. Ranikhet is fearing a fuel shortage while internet services have been disrupted in multiple areas. Today, Chief Minister of the State Pushkar Singh Dhami visited Kumau, one of the worst hit areas in the state, to take stock of the situation. He told reporters about the massive damage across the state and that it would take time to return to normalcy. Dhami has sanctioned Rs 10 crore each to district magistrates for relief efforts. Yesterday, Dhami had announced a compensation of Rs 4 lakh each for the families of those who had lost their lives. Union Home Minister Amit Shah is scheduled to visit Uttarakhand to review the flood situation. The Indian Meteorological Department in its forecast has said that the rainfall will reduce significantly from today, with the state likely to stay dry for the rest of the week. Today, the Jammu and Kashmir security forces killed two suspected militants in a gunfight in the Dragat area of the Shopian district. According to a police official, it was after receiving information about the alleged presence of militants that the security forces launched a cordon and search operation in the area. He said that this turned into a gunfight after militants fired at the security forces. Vijay Kumar, the Inspector General of Police for Kashmir, stated that one of the militants has been identified as Adil Wani. The police said that Wani was the Shopian district commander of the Resistance Front, believed to be an offshoot of the lashkar e taiba he was allegedly involved in the recent killing of Sagir Ahmad Ansari, a carpenter from Uttar Pradesh's Saharanpur. Kumar added that the security forces in Jammu and Kashmir have killed 15 militants in the past two weeks. In Brazil, the senator leading a congressional probe into the country's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has recommended that President Jair Bolsonaro be charged with homicide for alleged errors that claimed the lives of thousands of its citizens during the pandemic. While dismissing the probe as politically motivated, Bolsonaro has stated that it is highly unlikely that he will face trial on any such charges. The charges can only be brought on by Brazil's Prosecutor General, whom Bolsonaro had appointed. The draft report of the senator still needs to be voted by the Senate Commission, which is scheduled to take place next week. The 1,200-page document, prepared by opposition senator Renan Caliros, alleges that Bolsonaro, having turned down the early opportunities to acquire vaccines, delayed Brazil's inoculation campaign, thereby resulting in nearly 9,500 deaths. 
The report states that Bolsonaro was guided by an unfounded belief in the theory of herd immunity by natural infection and the existence of a treatment. The report also adds, and I quote, without the vaccine, deaths would be stratospheric as they turned out to be, unquote. In total, the report recommends 13 criminal charges against Bolsonaro, including genocide against Brazil's indigenous population. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.